finally figured out. I finally were able. To, I was able. Sunsafe Soccer put this into my perspective. The reason I like Manchopa so much is because he reminds me of me in the sense that he is out of shape. <laughs> he could be totally playing in a Sunday beer league, and still can profession can can nutmeg and score and professional, and that's in professional players. And that's probably the reason why I like him so much. It's the fact that that. And I don't know. It's always good to root for a guy that everyone seems to hate or dislike. So, I mean, it's the classic leave Minnesota and get your groove back. We've seen that many times. And he, I think that was the first time I've seen him smile. Yeah. That was a little, a little weird, but. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to the Minnesota Football Show. Here we are on Sunday morning, bright and early, ready to bring you all the soccer news and commentary of your heart's desire. Nice job. I still need coffee. I don't know about you all, but I still need coffee. I'm, this is cup number two, and I will just be chugging it over here. So. Chug, 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 Those are the voices chug, of Sheila Rodrigo and Bridget. I'm Eric. It's good to be back with all uh, Sheila, rather, you, you've been absent for a bit, but you've been traveling all over the place. To, uh, maybe some highlights from some of your, uh, your travels. What have you enjoyed? Um, well, and actually, I'm not done because I... Um, I'm going to Tulsa on Wednesday for a week. Okay. Um, and also I had one trip canceled. I was supposed to go mm. to Vegas <laughs> until it got canceled. But uh, yeah, it was fun to go up north to Minnesota and hang out with the fam. Mm-hmm. Nice. See some cool stuff. Very good. Bridget, any big news? <laughs> <laughs> good response. That's that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> well done. Rodrigo stepped aside for a little bit, but I think we can just jump right in. Uh, we're we're going on Sunday, so we can get a little bit uh, of a closer wrap to the Saturday matches. I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing, but maybe. Ooh, cicadas are like. I wonder if that's cutting in the mic, <laughs> like right out my window. Um, but anyway, we're gonna try and go through not one but two but three matches here in in a reasonable time um i think we'll go fairly quickly we can start with last week's uh galaxy coming to minnesota united i I went to this match and i guess the one thing i would say uh i I was not late but yet the lines the lines were out of control once again and i I didn't i didn't miss as much as i did on the on the match like whatever it was two months ago but you know I got in maybe the 13th, 15th minute or something like that. So I missed 15 minutes, but I don't know. I'll, I'll have got to do something to, to get those things moving faster earlier. Uh, Rodrigo, it's, you got stuck too, the, right? It's the, it's the labor shortage. Oh, yeah. sure. That yeah. makes sense. That <clears throat> Guess what? Everyone's getting kicked off of unemployment on Labor yeah. Day. So yeah, maybe right, it'll be right, better. Right. That totally makes sense. 
Well, that, that that too, or either that or the mixture of like early afternoon games that just yes, it just that, like it ha- that happened last. Either, yeah. This past weekend, or well, this last game, I was I was there on time, and I still had to wait outside the line, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I was like, "Is this is this afternoon games?" But I don't know. Like, it's it's happened before to a point where I just accept it being part of the process. Right. So, right. True, true, true. All right, well, let's jump in. Let's go fast. Um, Regus was in. Hassani was left wing on this one. I put. I had the meta experience of watching the match on my phone while I was in line to the stadium, which is meta, I guess is the way to describe it. Um, let's just jump to, I don't know, it, it, this, this is going to be a recurring theme, but lots of chances, corners, who knew lots of chances, da 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 who knew header again, blah, 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 blah. Let's go to the 42nd where after a number of chances, I don't even know how many, um, LA get lucky on a break right before halftime in the 42nd minute. Um, Debasi and Coleman uh, kind of sleeping, low coverage, Cabral kind of splits them and boom, there's your there's your goal. Um, Rodrigo, you, you <laughs> whenever I tend to compliment Debasi, you're like, yeah, he still has a lot to improve. And I think you're right because in this in this respect, he was very much to blame. I think it overall was like a team fail in that sense. I think overall, like we were all pushing up way too high, which left a huge gap in between for a counter. And we all knew that, you know, it was, at least it was obvious to me that the galaxy were going to counter specifically with not having Sebastian get who was out for the family emergency, no chicharito, right? I mean, it was if this was a th- if this is a chance to beat a team that you need to beat, this is the way to do it, right? This is the game to do it, especially at home. And we were dominant for the most part, but it's just those counters that and and the and Cabral is fast, like super fast, like you know, like and and he was able to split them and 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 made us pay. And I think that's the thing that really is frustrating with this type of formation and um, personnel is that um, not having someone who can run back at the speed of someone making a run like, like Dotson can, he, he can, he can recover some ground. It, it hurts you when you, when you, when you have someone like the, uh, was it Gregush and, and trap that are back there pushing up. And I think that's one of the things too, it's just like, I'm not blaming so much this on on, on Gregorich in a sense because he doesn't get a much as much time as playing playing time. But like at the same time, there needs to be communication with the both. Like I do not like it when both of them are trying to be attack minded and there's no one else to support the center backs and the defense. And they need to they need to find a better system that works for any of those pairings because it is a completely different game plan if you have like Ozzy and Dotson or Grey Goose and Trap or Trap and Dotson. It's like completely, their roles are completely different, which is fine because they're all different players. But at the same time, you need to have some consistency since we're obviously not going to have consistency in the lineup back there um, and the names who are sitting back there. But you need to have some consistency in like how you're actually handling those things and who takes what role. Um, at any one time and how everyone around them works with that. Yep. There, there just seems to be 
each of these games, there's just so much confusion back there over, well, if he's forward, where am I? If he's moving right, where am I? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I think, where we see a lot of those defensive issues too. Tabasi and Coleman maybe uh, having a miscue because they think that they're being covered or they think that they're doing the covering. And it's it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, these teams will definitely come up again. Uh, one nil at halftime. And I mean, that goal, we've seen it before. It's very deflating and, it, and it's hard for this team to come back once, once they're um, knocked out, once they're punched in the mouth. Um, we should mention Jonathan Klinsman started in goal for LA and kind of stood on his head. Uh, I, I know it's easy to make fun of him being Klinsman's kid and everything like that, but he had a hell of a match when you consider the, um, the number of chances and shots on goal, and he had some amazing saves. I'm thinking of the uh, when, when was the Reynoso blast? I don't know if that was in the first or the second half, but that was just a spectacular Superman save that he had. So I mean, credit due, right? You got to give prop to do when when the guy's playing out of his mind. Um, second half starts. I, I one thing I put in here, 67 minute. We mentioned Debassi earlier. This happened like right in front of me, and it was painful to watch. I think he was going for the block, like he, he he went down for a slide tackle to block the shot, but then the shot goes off and it hits him right where it counts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that I could feel the pain in the stands from just watching him uh, kind of keel over and lay on the ground for a good two minutes because that was a powerful shot right in the uh, right in the gonads. <laughs> ouch! 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 <laughs> um. What else to say? Oh, we got the Reynoso bike attempt. I put 3.5. It looked pretty, but it didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. Santi was at this game, and he was like, I asked him, what was your favorite thing? Is that that guy that tried to do the bicycle kick but, yeah. but didn't really connect too well? And I was like, right. that's that, summar that summarizes the game right in there. It's like, that's it really the does. Highlight of it game. really does. It really I, does. I oh. kind of like a slow-mo of that when they said he – and you don't really see this watching it like at full speed, but he drags that bottom foot so much that mm. like, he wasn't even committed to doing the bicycle, bicycle yeah. kick. Which, if you're gonna if you're gonna make that play, you've got to you have to go for it. And yeah, go I up. Think that's that's part of why he didn't make that connection. Yep, you could sense the frustration in the Wonderwall and the crowd in the 70th summit. I mean, it got really quiet, and we were all just kind of looking around, like, "Oh boy, this is getting rough." Um, and here's that. Then the 77 is where Ray has that ridiculous shot, and Clemson basically jumps from post to post, Superman to make the make a ridiculous save. But he he'd been doing it all night here. He had a really really good match. Um, there's your final one nil. You know, it sucks. Like like Rodrigo said, it was it was a time to get some points off of a beat up LA team and just didn't happen. Um, I, I put out a request for who knew chances versus goals. I mean, I know he only has two goals, but his chances have to be getting close to triple digits at this point. And again, this will be a theme that will continue. Um, any other comments besides eh? <laughs> it's 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 really frustrating watching a team have so many chances to put the ball away but just for some reason can't can't finish and i think the most frustrating part is is watching that midfield try to try to work together and they can't seem to do much of that i think ray has an issue with with dotson on the left i think as these past couple of games i've seen him get more agitated towards dotson and dotson just seems a little bit like 
you know, mad at the fact that he's getting the getting getting the brunt of this of of being on the left and having to somehow support uh Ray, but those two don't seem to be connecting very well together, which is extremely disappointing because they should be by now in a sense. I mean, but- it's kind of like buck up, you guys. I mean emotional like you're like you've got your feelings are heard or what's what's the deal i don't know she needs needs to go in there and just give him some tough love (laughs) like seriously the only highlights of all these all these home games we've had have been the the alonso girls coming out at the end and and get to to shoot goals like literally that's like that that's like that's a new tradition and and boxy returning to the lineup so that his girls are there too exactly right this last last game that was perfect because like i tweeted it out because i caught it on the moment and i was like i was like this is literally like the only reason like i showed up today and paid my 22 dollars to get into the wonder wall to just yell and scream because like even in this last game they um the, they had the smoke going as soon as they scored the goal for some of those goals. And I was like, you know, that's that's exactly what it's about. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I like that. And specifically when you have such a frustrating game, to have some sort of release, it's always a good thing. But it's it's been bad. It sure has. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Did, I, I didn't realize this until after the fact, but we eventually learned that Lud got injured on Friday in training. Um I can't even remember, Bridget. Do you know what what the situation was? What he pulled? Oh, calf strain, right? That's yeah. That's what was reported later. Did Did you guys know this before the match? Because I did not. Well, we we knew he was out, but they hadn't said why. Okay. Um, just that it was a injury, and Andy Greeter had been out at training, so he was able to kind of uh, process of elimination. Um, figure out when it might have happened, which would have been Friday because he was tr- in full training on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, I believe, the press conference after the game when they asked, you know, what exactly is the issue? And that's when they said that it was a calf strain and it would be a while. Right. So, again, tying into the lack of finishing on offense, we lose Lud. Hansen's also out. Fragapane's still out. So we're already having some difficulties and and losing a lot of that fire. Um, yeah, pretty rough, pretty rough. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the scores from last week, maybe with the exception of saying that uh, it was pretty fun watching the Montreal highlights of the whole fiasco with Montreal and New York <laughs> and Toy going for the PK and fighting the uh, other guy. What was his name? Wayama. <laughs> Yeah. And, and yeah. then yeah. and then they both take PKs and they both miss. <laughs> uh pretty wild. Pretty wild. Anything, let's see. Uh, uh Rodrigo, I'll, I'll give you this one because I know you want to talk about the 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 Cascadia battle, Seattle and Portland. And uh it was the Rui Diaz show. So go ahead. Yeah, take a, a take a minute. Game. Six two, eight goals. That's your final. Rui Diaz, Rui Diaz gets a brace. And I mean, one of those goals, well, both of them, I mean, he, he has the free kick thunder bastard. Then he has the, uh, the blast off the corner that again was like the most powerful thing in, in the MLS. I mean, it was that, that he was trying to destroy the goal. He was trying to go through the net. Unbelievable. Just the power on that shot. Yeah. He was trying to do one of those, uh, captain Subasi kicks, you know, where like the ball's on fire and the, and it's just going so fast. You can't see it. It's a beam of light, but. I mean, this game was like extremely fun. Like, 
watching, you know, both of them go back at each other and then claw back to a 2-2 tie. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Seattle says, hey, hold my beer. And then boom, right? You're like, they score goals after goals. Like Freddie Montero scored two. And it was like, there's two braces in this game. I mean, like. It was one of those where, like, it was just, you know. And, then, and there's a candidate goal of the year that was off a corner, right? The corner blast that um, Madronda scored up. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you're like, wow. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to watch. And, and you're like, wow, you know, Seattle literally looks unstoppable this year. Yeah, not much of a so-called rivalry. This one was more of a steamroll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bridget, I'll throw you this one because I don't know a lot about this story, the, the Whitecaps situation. I know some players, were they academy players, were like racially abused or something like that? You want to take it for a minute? Um, yeah, they haven't released a ton of details other than uh, the statement. Um, but yet yeah, the academy players uh, were at an outdoor gathering of some sort. Um, and not just uh, verbally abused, but they were, a few were beaten up um, pretty badly. Uh, Two or three, I believe, ended up in the hospital. Um, And yeah, just yet another example of um, all the BS that goes on there. But yeah, literally kids. I mean, these are our children we're talking about, academy players, 16, I forgot 17, to do the This Week in Racism old. intro. My bad. Boop, 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 oh, this Week in Racism. We'll, this is we'll terrible. More later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. always. This I mean, is the, the, uh, M- the MLS section of the <laughs> This Week in Racism. We have to separate it international and national. The frustrating <laughs> thing for me was the fact that it happened actually in Montreal. Like, in, like, yeah. like it was in Canada that this happened. Like, apparently they went to a party. And there was a disagreement outside. And then this agreement led to a fight. And like, you know, like uh, the Whitecaps put out a statement, the MLS put out a statement. It's why does it make it worse if it's in Canada? Well, because you know, Canada is supposed to be a much better place than the United States in some um, sort Have of you sense. heard about um, these uh, children, young? Uh, yeah, no, I've heard. That's, that, that, that's that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> I also had a, I had a friend who was um, who was murdered, who lived up in he was living in Canada, moved out of Minnesota to leave violence and ends up, you know, a couple of years later dying in Montreal as well, too. So it's like one of these things where like, I mean, it's the, when it, when it happens there, we can't point to recent events in the U S and say that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the political discourse led to this. There's obviously a lot more than, you know, the last, what, four and a half, five years. Right. That uh, this is a deeper issue and this is a very stark reminder of that. Yeah, that sucks. That's just ugh, sad. Um, on a positive side, just to cleanse a little bit, there was a really good article on the undefeated on Ibobasi. And just when this guy speaks, he, he's just such a coherent and and uh, inspiring voice. Um, I, I just love listening to him or reading him in this case. And, and, and to think that, you know, I always think, he we could have picked him in the first pick in that first draft and we picked abu Dunladi over this dude and you know he's a very good player but i i, I appreciate those players that are very conscious too and are, are um politically engaged and and on the activist side and he's cool he as hell. Goals. i like him 
Yeah, he, he scores, scores goals. goals. He like, scores goals. I mean, like, <laughs> if there's, if there's, you know, and and you would need something like that in this offense. Like, if, you, if the Loons were looking at a transfer or like that, it's like that's the kind of player you want. I mean, we'll pay the one point five. We we'll pay the one two million dollars. Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. The thing about Ibobasi is that he creates his own shots. Yeah, like he's willing to do that. Right now, our forwards are trying to figure out what the cat can't do. <laughs> Yikes. Here's, here's the thing that I've been thinking about this week, though. Would Go. he be this player if we had drafted him and if Heath had been in charge of his development from day one? Yeah, this is a common theme, too, right? Contract. Right, right. Yeah. Would, would, I mean, Abu Bin Laden could have been drafted by, uh, by Portland and could have... Sure. It could have been completely different. We'd we'd be talking about Abu Dinlani being, uh, you know, conquering his injuries with the help of his coaching staff and, uh, you know, making good. So, like a striker whisperer, uh, sliding doors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, one last thing we, we should mention with the Timbers and the Thorns, they're going to require proof of vaccination starting on next week, August 25th, which is pretty cool. So there's been a big push through the dark clouds and all the supporters groups to get Allianz to get off their buttocks and do the same thing, which would be very nice. Now that there's actually a, uh, a team, teams, plural, taking a, a leadership role, we can actually point to them as an example and be like, look, it's happening. Um, all right, let's go to this thing. So here's number two. This is San Jose and Minnesota. Minnesota goes to San Jose on Tuesday. We already mentioned all those injuries uh, on the attack. Michael Boxall, 100% available. Um, I don't believe he actually played in this one, though, did he? No, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. Um, I will throw to Sheila and Rodrigo, and I'll also say I've got some fun notes in here from West Coast Rob. Thanks. He he stayed up late while uh, Bridget and I were, have, were counting sheep and sleeping after halftime. He had some good ones in here, but I'll let you two start, and I'll pull a couple of Rob's little points here. Uh, from what I understand, I did not miss a lot. No, I think one of the best tweets about this game is is this: um, someone said this game could have been a this game could have been an email, and that's literally what it that's literally what it could have been. Like that's the best thing about this is that this game would have been totally an email and. And again, we have Unu up top, Finley on the right, Reynoso left, and you have Dotson, Trap, and Gregoosh. Um, and because of um, health reasons, <laughs> I was wondering how you're gonna do it. That's good. Um, there's the DJ Taylor got thrown on the left literally at the last minute without scouting or nothing like that to take over Gasper's spot. Apparently, um, Gasper's second situation with covid if i'm not mistaken probably i mean the funny thing was that he was pictured earlier a couple days before with like some fan who was walking the minneapolis arch the bridge one of the bridges in minneapolis and then look i ran into who said i ran into my uh i ran to chase gasper on my birthday what a great guy whatever right and then people were like i hope you got tested <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, uh, and then, and then he replied. Let's point out. Well, go go ahead. Yeah. And then he pointed out that he's like, I've been fully vaccinated since April, but like everyone's like, good for you. 
Uh, let's, yeah. let's point out though that we this was a COVID protocol thing, not a tested positive thing. Right, right. Um, and could very well be because he was meeting fans on the street and taking photos with them. Because um, the league is low key, like asking people, asking players to avoid the public, um, to avoid such things um, and positive COVID tests. So um, I'm not saying that is the reason, but it's, but we're talking protocol and that just because they're out for a COVID related reason does not necessarily mean that they tested positive and are contagious. It just Thank means you. Thank you, Bridget. there was a violation. We're, we're having fun it. though. <laughs> I, no, but, yeah, uh, I, but St. Clair also was out you're right, for, you're health, right. for health reasons as well too, right? Cause yeah. he'd, he'd been traveling internationally. So he had to, he was, he was on international duty. I also, this is the first time I've seen that our subs, we have two, 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 um, two goalkeepers as our subs. Cause we have Emmings and yep. Zendeha. And Zendeha. And so I was like, that was really interesting. But I mean, I, this game started out with, uh, with just, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, whenever you play San Jose, we usually have their number, but at this time we're not playing full strength. That's just been an issue for the past month, it seems like. And so, um, um, it was it was obvious that we were trying to create chances, but San Jose, on a, on a, on the eleventh minute, on a on a quick counter, was able to cross the ball. And I think I haven't looked this up, but I think the Bossy leads our team in own goals because I think he scored more than one, and this would be the second one at least. So this thing was so uncanny, though. I mean, the way that he spins with the ball and it somehow comes off the off of a back heel. I mean. I feel like you could run that thing a hundred times in 99. It wouldn't happen. And just this, that one time it was very but random. His, 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 uh, theatrical impersonation was, was great too. As he's spinning, he realizes the ball is going in and he just drops and holds his head. And I felt bad for him, but I'm like, yeah. but I'm like that this is, a, you know, you knew, you knew they were going to that. And, and the thing is Espinoza is, is, it was, is killing DJ Taylor. And I can't really put it all on DJ Taylor because DJ Taylor was literally thrown out to say, Hey, we have, um, you have to play left. And so, um, he did much better later on, but like Espinoza was just being horrible in that, in, in that area. And that's how that, that's how that ended up working out for us in the first half. And there you go. We're down one, nothing and the 11th yep. minute. Right. Yep. And so you're thinking, Oh boy. You know, this is this could this couldn't get this can't get worse, right? Uh, and somehow it does, right? <laughs> Go to the twentieth. So once once again, Dubasi is in in the situation here. Um, let's see. The, 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 this is coming from uh, Rob's notes. And uh, Nathan, I, I saw the replay finally. I took a little. I took a. Actually, I think I might have saw on the news. I mean, he doesn't even come close to the ball. I think he gets him like in the rib, maybe. No, no, he got him on the side of the leg. So, oh, okay. So the bossy was, was. Oh, this this was la- this was the most recent one on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bossy gets 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 the ball first and pushes it forward, while Nathan's still like making a baseball slide, and definitely trying to take out the second baseman in a sense, yep. uh, and keeps the studs up, and and the bossy tries to jump over him, it gets hit, right? Uh, originally it was a yellow, Goes but to like. VAR. But once you see the VAR and you see that these studs hit hit his leg, you're like, yeah, that should not stand, and it doesn't. 
So uh, Nathan gets a red card, and you're like, oh, wow. You know, we're, we're, we're up a person. We're up a player. We should really score. And, right, we get to see some of that magic that we've been seeing. And I was really like, to me, this is one of Nui's best game that I've seen so far. Like, he was really moving. He was passing. He's trying to be the offense. And in one of these... Uh, Metanier has the ball on the and and then kind of just like crosses it or score. No, is it Finley? Finley, Finley squares it, and Unu touches it, controls it, and then just softly touches it to someone in the middle who is a running, um, a running world trap and world trap scores. Yep, right, great goal. And I think great goal, and I think great team goal, great team chemistry, and I think out of these last four games, I think world trap has really been the MVP of his team. He's at two two assists in a sense and, and a goal, right? And so I think he he's really acclimated in, in taking that role in a sense of, of being that reliable person in the back. Um, but here you are thinking we're tied 1-1 and we have literally, you know, what, 90... 80, 80, 60 minutes more, you know, to be able to see if we can do something. And unfortunately, you know, it doesn't. It's like we, we can't see the score. Well, there's a there's another Ray Hunu connection, right? And Hunu is offside. Like, I, I'm pretty sure the ball goes in, but he's offside. Um, so the momentum was there for a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't know this one. I, I, I like this note that Hassani, this is 32nd. Hassani kicked the ball so hard it went flat. Um, <laughs> Rivas and Marcinkowski pick up a ball and reveal that it's deflated and the seams ripped out. So that's pretty, it's pretty badass that he booted it so hard. I hope like Dotson got to ball. keep that ball. That's what <laughs> I would have been. I'd be like, hey, I want that ball. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so 1 1, we can jump to the, uh, the halftime score. Here's another Rob note. Who knew attempts 10 plus. <laughs> so once again, there's that theme, right? So many shots on goals and uh, yeah, not so much, not really happening. Uh, second half. I hear it was kind of a snooze fest. Rodrigo, anything that you want to highlight? I mean, again, this is where they should have put the pedal to the metal and not so much. Go for it. Was Almeida wearing like a cashmere sweater over his shirt? Yeah, okay, Rob's comment on this is awesome. He says Almeida looks like a Bay Area boat guy. They got him down to the marina and he really effed up his, that really effed up his style. <laughs> he does look like, you know, like anyways, like he at going at a half, you'd figured you you you'd make tactical decisions into what you're going to do specifically when you're a person up um and he didn't and Almeida made the substitutions and made made the tactical arrangements that he needed to do. Plus, I gotta say, like this, um, my Kate, Kate Cowell and or Cowbell, as I'll call him from now on. Um, <laughs> him and Bobasi, if once those two get to be in the field together and like have more of a connection, I'm deathly afraid of that because those two guys can make up their own shots. I mean, there's moments in this game where like uh, Cowell is like literally bodying Coleman like a 17 year old is bodying like a 28 year old like literally just bodying him going for headers and just pushing him to the side and I'm like just manhandling until he met Boxy but you know that's 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 always been the story that's one of the reasons it actually I think it was 
the last SJ game at home where he where where Boxy got injured, he was going against um, um, Cowell, and after that, he he had the the growing that he'd been out for like a month now, and so like it's it's going to be really interesting how these two play, um, and it's just going to be one of these games where like um, when once they figure it out, it's going to be crazy. But yeah, I mean like we we didn't really push the ball forward too much. We we let them come at us. And um, we started making substitutions like not really that were were that effective to 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 do so. And I think that's one of the things. I think that, it's just the game. This is the game that uh, that that uh, Gregush comes up with the hammy, right? Because um, he pulled his hammy ha- uh, somewhere in there, and then then you knew that he was overexerting himself, and the fact that he's not been playing or whatnot, like. If I was like the, what's the person called? Like the, the not the physical therapist, but like the nutrition person as well too. I'd be like, what am I doing wrong? These guys are not getting, they're not being able to last as long as and getting injured at, at, at training. is like something needs to be like, something needs to be be looked at in that matter. But yeah, 1-1. One, one. Let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, 80th mm-hmm. minute, there was a, there was a PK that was, uh, what happens here? Uh, Cowell again. Cowbell, uh, ball in the box, taken down, no pen, probably should have been, is what he says. Uh, Taylor and Coleman both beaten. Remember that moment? Um, I yeah, I I think it was it's a physical moment, but I, I don't think it was it was a foul because okay. we've seen Cowell take take a physical beating and he just gets touched and he falls down, which you're supposed to do. But regardless, there were other calls in that in that game that could have gone either way as well too. Sure. So I, I felt that this was it was a, it was fair. We I should just, mention to oh go ahead please no go ahead I was gonna say Wando comes in at the last minute basically to basically get his 400th match played in MLS which is pretty amazing that's a pretty huge record there um, yeah that's it like you said one one final uh, Rob Rob's uh, wrap up he says one lineup change in the starting eleven and and only two subs from a team that's played only three days ago uh, Heath is not great. There's no reason to think this will ever change. Uh, never has a manager mismanaged their bench worse than this guy. Oh, and that comes into play in the last game. Sure does. Sure does. Should we just jump there? Go ahead. Here we go. So this was yesterday now. Um, I was busy, so I don't have a lot of notes for this. Uh, but uh, who wants to start it? Bridget, you want to go with it? I don't have a whole lot of notes either because... Uh... <laughs> Sheila? I was at the game, guys. I'll save you. I, mean, I was at well, the game. Here's, here's why I don't have notes, though. Like, it's exactly the same game. <laughs> Minus but goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Rodrigo. You, you do your thing. I, I, I know there was a yellow card early. Once again, there was a red in the 22nd minute. T- tell us about the red. This one went to VAR, too, right? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a a clear of a of a set piece, and Ray gets the bounce in the ball, and then he kind of like sombreros it over over the 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 defender. Uh, as he's doing that, the defender sticks out his continues to stick out his leg and hits him. So this is the one I saw. It looked like it clipped him in the rib. So. Right away, like the first thing that you're seeing, you're asking is, you know, that's a, that's for sure a yellow, right? Uh, but um, it's it's impeding a goal scoring opportunity because I believe there was only one other person back. So like, 
And he left his studs up. It's like it was only dangerous, but it was also impeding a goal scoring opportunity. And you know, Red came out, and I felt bad for Reynoso because all Reynoso does is get hacked, and he got hacked a lot in this game as well, too. And this is three games in what like a week or like close to a week. Yeah. Or... So you know his, he he's he's totally beat up, and it showed in this game towards the end. Um, but he um you know, that, and that's where the red came in. And we were like, all right, 22 minutes into this game. We're up a person. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Against a, um, you know, uh, and so and so you're like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, what we had. We should do. mention this was this was Kansas City, uh, yep. Minnesota hosting Kansas City. Go ahead. Please. And it was it was good to see Boxy out there. Like, literally, I was happy to see Boxy out there just because Boxy commands so much he directs everything that's going on and it was a little bit much better well established in the back but also this was the first start that uh Ozzy Alonso has had in, in in a while and i it was nice to see Ozzy somewhat like be fit you know cuz he played the whole game but he was making his runs and he was more central right well trap was was being more of an eight in a sense um but again like we seem to create opportunities what we don't seem to create dangerous opportunities and i know that reynoso is one of the top players in creating opportunities but he's not the type of player that's creating opportunities that lead to a goal at this moment right right unless it's a set piece and we had set pieces in this game that we weren't able to connect on anything and i think that's one of the things that is um it's frustrating where you have a game um, where they have an Alan Polito who looked dangerous at the beginning of the first half, extremely dangerous. Um, you know, you have the offense that, that they can, you know, this team is a better team than we are in a sense, right? And it takes us to play a person up in order to be even par with them. I think that's the, that's, that's the wake-up call for a lot of these, for a lot of the fans who saw last year's run that we are not the the top team that we were last year i I know honestly like if we get sixth or seventh in a sense i think that's probably a much more fair um evaluation of where we really stand in a sense because we've been really mediocre like we have not finished when we need to finish we haven't put teams away when we need to, and we haven't taken care of any opportunities that we that when they present themselves. So, let me ask you a question: What what was the uh, who knew shots on target ratio? Was it similar to the everything we've been talking about thus far? Um, he had at least four, at least. Okay. But I don't know, like, and like his his like shot block stat must be pretty high because mm. I think all his shots get blocked by somebody, and he had chances. You know, like he had. Like literally at the six yard box when he tried to kick the ball in and someone dove, like slid in and the ball was off. It's, it's like you have to finish, right? Like you have to be able to in that distance. You have to, and I get that he's, I get that he's uh, not played for four months. I understand that, and you can see that when he's on, he he involves himself in the offense a lot. But literally after the first half, he always just disappears. And so, like, if you're going to have someone play for 45 minutes, I'd rather that person come in in the second half and then well, give the, it all. 
I think the problem there is that after those 45 minutes, that's when the rest of the team, the midfield, uh, the defenders start to press up uh, for those desperation last gas girl goals. I can't talk to them. Girl goals. Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, Uno is kind of obsolete at that point. If you're going to start playing the high pass and have everyone go, go forward and have Dotson try for the bangers and focus on Metonair and on Finley. Um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're going to play the, the striker, you may as well bring him in late. But that's Heath has always played it this way where. You know, the first half, it's about getting the ball forward um, and getting service to the strikers. And the second half, it's whoever the heck wants to score a goal, make the run and do it yourself. Um, um, I didn't understand what, Rodrigo, you were saying. Like, why why would you rather have someone play 45 minutes in the first first half? I was just saying, if Unu is going to give you all the energy and all the involvement in the first half and then disappear in the second half, then uh-huh. I'd rather have someone come off the bench and give the energy when we when we need it the most to finish or when we're in a position where we need to score a goal or really be threatening. Because mm-hmm. he is threatening in a sense. Um, but So if he only has that amount for the whole game, then right. let's and have the, him at the end. Let's have him towards <laughs> the end. But the issue with that is he's supposed to be our DP striker. He's supposed to be the guy. So that that enters the whole. Do you know? Do you know who just finished their uh, their clausura at this moment? King Tomas Chacon. (laughs) (laughs) Always comes back. And he and he's and he scored as many goals as Unu has. Yeah, there you go. And 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 he also recently turned twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Just so, just just to put that, and for his birthday cake, he had a Fortnite birthday cake. You just live on that dude's Instagram, my guy. Look, I DM'd him, wishing him a happy birthday. He has yet to block me on Instagram, so I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm cool. I'm happy. I I have some Adrian stats for you if you'd like. Um, so for this match. Uh, the the team had 24 shots, seven on goal in this game. Uno had five shots, three shots on goal. So a good quarter of the shots were were to Uno. Yeah, um, and that actually sounds reasonable compared to some of the other the other two we talked about. I think <laughs> I think they were yeah, considerably and I, higher. Yeah, and his pass percentage was 100%. Um, but yeah, you look at previous games, this was actually his best game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at previous games, he's got like two shots, three shots, one shot, two. Uh, he hasn't had five shots or more since away in Portland when he scored that, uh, the uh. fastest goal. Um, so there, I mean... There is improvement, so we're gonna we're gonna see that game plan not change. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be that momentum theory again. <laughs> theory is the keyword. Um, yeah. Ah, nil nil, full time, two games in a row with an extra man on the field with two red cards, and Minnesota United cannot score and finish the thing off. Uh, we yep. talked about this last week of. 
how many points where things would look after this three game run this week. And, you know, we all kind of determined there'd be at least one loss, which there was. So we started kind of like debating between six and four, maybe three. I don't think any of us picked two, two points, three games. Yeah. I think everyone wanted us to beat San Jose. That's what we were all thinking. Yeah. We could beat San Jose because we've done it before. And yeah. But you mean points are points, right? Right. <laughs> it, okay. Well, since you put it like that, um, no, let me let me put in a uh, just a comment from Justin again. He says, "Does anybody miss Kevin Molino? <laughs> He's not exactly lit the world on fire here in Columbus." I mean, you know, the answer to that is yes. Um, but here's your table, Rodrigo. So we'll, we'll talk you, about you some know, of their games. I I miss Robin Lude more than I miss Kevin Molino. I'll tell you that much. But look how tight things are now in the in five and seven. Minnesota with those two is at twenty eight. Salt Lake nipping on their heels 27 and now San Jose with their tie also, and they got a couple wins there at 26 and Portland is 24. So that last section of playoffs that you talked about, it's very tight right now. And it didn't have to be if we would have got, you know, one win. Yeah. I mean, we literally from one week to the next, we can be in eighth. No, I mean, we can be, yeah, we could literally be in eighth place or, or seventh place for sure. Yep. So that's the thing too is that it's just you don't, and I know injuries have a majority of to do with what we have to do, but then, you know, you should be able to have a plan, right? Like plan. Okay, if this happens, we're gonna do this. If you want to play the counter, fine, play the counter, even if it's at home, but have an idea of what really works with the with the current players that you do have, right? I can't wait till like, you know, towards the end of a news loan. Just like when Robin Lude, we, we, we keep playing him on the left. We find out that Anu becomes a really good center back. And that's why he was, gonna, he was playing him out of position. I can't wait for that moment because that's just going to be uh, like. Gives me a headache. Um, any other highlights from yesterday? Once again, Seattle gets a big win for Rodrigo. Two to one over Columbus. God, that um, game was so much fun. Columbus was one, winning, and then literally yeah. in five minutes, <laughs> in really in five minutes, Seattle scores two goals. I think that was just the craziest thing ever, you know. The Chicago implosion continues. They lose to Orlando. I think the one that everybody was talking about was Austin-Portland. I mean, Portland now finding themselves in a bit of a hole. Austin putting up three goals and beating Portland three to one. Kind of a big one there. And, and Colorado, too, is quietly just doing it. Two to one over Salt Lake. They're they're holding that. They're now in third. In fact, I was going to say they're holding that fourth spot. They've jumped up to third. So Seattle takes the lead in first with forty two. SKC thirty nine. Colorado thirty seven. And Galaxy at thirty five. Colorado's good. They've always have been in a sense. I know. Never really put it. Never really put it together. I mean, they kind of fly under the radar, and then all of a sudden they're in third. Right, and then just, uh, I mean. Who's ever the GM has done a great job in getting talent coming to that team. So, and then having the right coach in Frazier just makes everything seem a lot, um, a lot, a lot more smoother and stuff. So that, that's one of the cool things to see is just watching that develop. So, so Colorado, I mean, who knows? It'd be great to see if uh, they, but right now Seattle looks unstoppable. That's all I have to say. Let me ask you guys just just to wrap up the MLS and Minnesota stuff here. So they go to Houston 
next week, the uh, 28th. This is a must-win situation at this point, right? And and yeah. granted, Houston Houston's not great. We ha- usually have their number, but I mean, this cannot be a tie, even if it's away. No, and I think that's exactly why it needs to be a win. Like it's not uh, losing another one or drawing another one with a team that should be perfectly winnable is just yet another completely deflating moment for uh, for the whole club. Um, these guys, I think, need to get three points just to give them something to work from and drive forward from here. Well, word is that um, Fragapane might be available after the Houston game. So that might be something to look forward to, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. If he behaves. If he, if he behaves. behaves or, you know, doesn't avoid any uh, health um protocols you know or i yeah. i mean but i mean like in this in this the funny thing in this game is like and we talked about it earlier um was that taylor twelman was the commentary and he was like hey you know he's like he's like we should see subs ask keith no subs right and and we get to see patrick Ware come in but onu stays on so i think this is and ozzy stays on so it's like it was just so like this doesn't make sense, right? I mean, Ozzy hasn't played a full game in probably all year. If not, this is a second old full game. Anu has not seen a full game at all, right? And and Patrick Ware in his 20 minutes, I think, had uh, one pass into the attacking third that was offsides, one really bad pass that led to a... Um, a counterattack and drew a yellow card. So for someone who's got a lot of raw talent, I give that a C plus. You got to play. Yeah. You got in. You got to start somewhere. Uh, it's frustrating. We, we, feel, we feel you fellow supporters. It's, it's rough. Um, to wrap up some of the local stuff here, again, Positive cleanser. The Gophers. Uh, was this their opener? I think it was right against Baylor, or had they played one before this? I don't remember. This was the opener. The other that other game that they played at home was a preseason. Thank you. This is a big one though, because Baylor are always one of the top women's teams in the entire uh, NCAA, and Minnesota wins this match one nil. Huge win. So good for them. Um. We should talk about uh, Allianz Field, U.S. Women's National Team. It was confirmed on October 26th. They're going to be playing a match against South Korea. That should be a fun party. It should feel similar the way it feels now. It was pretty amazing to have like a 30-degree temperature drop in 12 hours. <laughs> um, yeah. Plus, there's also uh, the Megan Rapino mural at the Blackheart. Yeah, so. That's true. Where that is that going to be? Together. It's the mural on the- match or the mural? Mural. Mural's on the side of the bar, kind of where that big empty lot is. The grass. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I it's was there originally. So. I didn't see it, but maybe it was before that they put it. I think they. I, I, I just I finished it, up it on this the Twitter. Week. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I, I was think there the sketch, like earlier this summer. The sketch went up on like Tuesday, wasn't it? The outline. 
Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, like through through the week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Is it does it look cool? Is it it, it looks pretty yeah. cool. It looks it nice. who's the artist? Um great question. I can't remember. He he put it on He's he's tagged in uh yeah. Wes's thread and, and the bar has a thread too, kind of showing the progress every day. Yep. I, I really love the wrong answers only twitter yeah, conversation when it, when it was just the open sketch it's just the open you had sketch. to do creed of course you had to do creed rodrigo god damn it i think i think one some, someone said it's calvo and i, that, I was like yeah wow. that was a, that was a good one that was a good uh, one that would have been this not yeah yeah this. Mm-hmm. or this the emoji <laughs> yes but to your point sheila I, I, the idea is is you know you get the mural up wes is Wes has got this whole plan, right? He wants it up there, and then he wants the picture when they come on October 26th with Rapino doing the Rapino next to the mural of Rapino. So we're gonna get again meta. I mean, and I and I told Wes, I was like, well, I'm 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 hopefully, you know, Megan Rapino is 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 there for all four games. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because it's a friendly and it's the schedules right. and whatnot. Who knows what will happen? Okay. Who will sure. be there? So. And then he um, momentarily probably wanted to block me on Twitter when I said that, but sure. But, I mean, it's the truth. It happens. I mean, it'll be yeah. Carly Lloyd's last game. I mean, so. it's yeah, it, it is the last one. So I would think we, we see there might be some rotation kind of through, I would right. say, those first three games, but it's more likely that that all the big names are, are on for that very last one. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a little break. Do some internationals. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. All right, we are back uh, to the Minnesota Football Show, and uh, we're going to do um, just a quick note. The name of that. Um, artist well i actually i'm not sure how to pronounce it but it's um i think it's uh it's c-y-f-i-o-n-e is the name anybody have a guess of how to pronounce that of the Megan Rapino um, mural last name starts with an r and I don't, it's either rodriguez or ramirez but i think it's more like rodriguez and i think uh-huh. there are artists that uh, moved from, I believe, somewhere in the southwest and moved up here and has done several murals um, in the Twin Cities. So Twin Cities is their new work home. And so mm. they connected with uh, with the bar. And I think everyone's been telling Wes that we need a mural there. And I think, you know, after being tagged so many times, it it's, finally uh, makes sense. It's Rock Sifi Martinez. Oh, there you go. Rocky. See, there's a, it's, it's Rocky Martinez. Sorry. That's what it was. There it is. That's the artist name. So. Cool. cool. Anyway, international. Um, yeah, we'll just start with the sad one. I mean, this, we've been following everything that's been happening in, in Afghanistan, um, in, including those horrific images of uh, people trying to flee on a lot of the military planes that were flying out and, and the bodies that were just following, just terrible, terrible images, very tragic and sad. 
and one of them happened to be a a pro footballer um Zaki on on Wadi. I think he was only 17 years old if I'm not mistaken he's a member of the uh Afghan national team um just tragic terrible sad what what happened uh, to him so have have you seen I don't even, it's even hard to talk about but those images of the planes taking off and then there's like the little specks that are like falling which are like humans they're bought because they were like trying to hold on to the fuselage yeah i didn't you, see that good for you because you don't want to i yeah I you don't feel bad that i saw it In i haven't case, seen it either but yeah he felt literally he fell from the plane that's what happened yeah so. So one one of those bodies however many there were happened to be a pro soccer player and of, and of course we should just obviously we're not trying to say that that life is worth any of more than any of the other ones that is not true these are all valuable it's, human lives it's just it's that just we so many strategy. of these people so many of these people are going to be nameless in history right. and that's it exactly. and we have we have a few names to point to um and some who've gotten out as well um they just got the, the afghan robotics team a group of teenage girls out right. uh and um a coach from here for the I think it's like a U twenty women's team. They're trying yeah. to get those those women out too. Yep, yep. Um, I've been following and, some of that too. Yeah, women's players. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Some some of them will will see their names and faces, and there's plenty, many many more. But yeah, yeah. It's it's tragic and terrible, and just uh, it's so many layers of of sadness. Um. But let's jump to some of the other scores and things. Uh, last week, Bundesliga, I only put in here the Dortmund match. Uh, they beat up Frankfurt. I'm not even sure how it went this week. But Giorena gets a goal in the opener. So it's good to see him doing his thing. Um, uh, we could skip Liga Miekis. And, and I'm not even sure who's on the top. I'll take a look here in a second. But I want to get to the battle of my two dads in the EPL. It was a big match last week. Uh, Nuno and uh, Pep. And Nuno gets the uh, Portuguese gets the gets the big W with the Suns' 55-minute goal. So, kind of an unexpected one. Everybody just assumes Man City is just going to keep rolling. And Chiu Nuno says, "Esta vez não, meu cara. Eu tenho tudo aqui feito para mim. O jeito, o sorte português. Got it." Nuno says, "We don't like cheaters." So, <laughs> so good for him. I, I love. I love. This is like a win-win for me when I see my two papais. I was like, okay, my two guys. Any other um, big EPL highlights? We, we talked about those from, from last week, but did, did any of you watch this game? No, but I did get up at, um, was it seven, to go to the black car at eight to watch my Magpies um, lose. But I did meet other Magpie fans, which is a first ever. That's good. So there's a guy named Ben who ended up telling me a story about Cause he's like, you're Peruvian, right? So he goes, Alberto Solano. And I'm like, yep. It's like, do you know the story about how Alberto Solano got to be on, on, on the team? And I was like, no, but you can tell me. Apparently this has not been confirmed. And, um, but apparently at the end of tryout, there's a line that people stand in if you make it and a line that you don't. And because of the language barrier, Solano went in the wrong line. And that's how he get, he, that's how he started playing for Newcastle because he was the wrong line. So 
whether you believe it or not, that's a story. I'm sticking to it because I like it. And so that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Lee Amekis, by the way, excuse me, right now we got America in first 13, Leon also 13, just up on goals. Tigres in third with 11 and Toluca in, in four. Um, let's go to some Libertadores. We had some quarterfinals, and it, basically the, the spoiler is lots of Brazilian teams and a little and a kind of a surprise. Um, but you had Palmeiras and Sao Paulo, and they already had a bit of an edge. They had a really big win, 3-0, so it's a 4-1 aggregate there. Um, you got the Flamengo and Olympia. Again, they had a they had a I think it was a four to one the first the first leg. So they went five to one for a nine-two aggregate. Gabigol gets a brace and uh, Zaracho also gets a brace. And then Atletico uh, Mineiro, they beat River Plate handedly 3-0 for a 4-0 aggregate. So there, that's that's three Brazilian teams like just plow through um, one Brazilian, one Paraguayan, and one Argentine team. And then the one that was the, probably the most interesting is the Barcelona in Ecuador. They're all, they're all tied up on both these legs with Fluminense from Brazil. And they, they tie this one 1-1 for a 3-3 tie on aggregate, and it goes to PKs. And just to keep it interesting and not have a full Brasileirão Libertadores semi, Barcelona wins on penalties. So good for them. I love it. Uh, so there it is. Is uh, You got the three Brazilian teams and one Ecuadorian team going to your semifinals for Libertadores. And the cool story here, too, is... We have a U.S. citizen, Michael Hoyos, who plays for Barcelona and is now in the semifinal. Um, and so there was this little conversation that I got into that the, the guy says, I suspect at least one Yank has made it this far in the past, but I can't remember. And this guy, Munez, says, Jose Gringo Torres in 2015 with Tigres. Was he an actual, I mean, he played obviously for Tigres or, or for, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if he was born here or born in Mexico. Do you, do you remember any of you, Rodrigo? I can't remember. So this, so this may be the first U.S.-born player in Libertadores semifinal, which is pretty cool. Um, Jose Gringo Torres was born in Texas. Okay, so there you go. So, so maybe number two. He currently plays uh, maybe uh, Colorado Springs Switchbacks, okay. apparently. So. Anyway, pretty pretty awesome. I like I like to see that. I'd love to see a lot more of that exchange. I mean, I know Europe is always the goal and get to Europe, da da da. But I think the more southern cycle we can get as well, it, it would just be fun to see some other players and MLS level talent head to. I don't know why not go to Ecuador, do your thing, and then knock off a Brazilian team. Pretty awesome. Um, let's do some rap. This is going faster than I expected. We, we, we had a long segment. Now we're going to have like a tiny segment for internationals. Um, what do you guys got for EPL and Bundesliga and things this week? Uh, Bridget, I'll, I will throw to you. Uh, Liverpool, 2-0 over Burnley. Things are going pretty well. Uh, Virgil van Dijk is, is back and just doing what he does and just an absolute yeah. brick wall. Go ahead and take it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> He is a brick wall on back line. Um, so that's two clean sheets now. Uh, Mane and uh, Mosala with those two goals against Burnley. Um, yeah, that's 
A good Top start. Of the table. They're, feeling good. Yep. Their first time back with a, a full Anfield as well. So that was good to see. And who's number two? You remember? Yeah. It's I, cross town. Cross town. Oh, is Everton at number two right now? I haven't looked at the table. <laughs> Unless it's changed as of today, but yesterday they were. I'll take a quick look here. Do, do, do. Oh, everything's changed as of today. So yeah. Chelsea actually jumping up to number one, Liverpool two, Brighton three, Tottenham four, uh, United, Man United five, everything goes down to six. So there you go. My bad. Freaking Sunday matches have to go and throw everything off. <laughs> we should mention that uh, Tottenham won today, which we shot them up, and then Chelsea are currently beating Arsenal. I mean, is, is Arteta going to get a third match? This would be two in a row. I, I doubt he – we're at about the 80-something minute here, 2-0 down, and th things are getting – the seat is hot is what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's Arsenal. <laughs> it is. It's Arsenal. It is. Exactly. It's like they all have slow, and then they get okay, and then they end up in the middle of the table again. You know, it's Arsenal. It's early. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, you know, uh, did um, who are the bees? I forget. Is it the the new team? Um, that came yes, 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 yes. I want to say. Let's um, start with the W, right? No, it doesn't. I think. Uh, Brentford. Thank you, Brentford Bees. It's a BB. Yeah. They seem to be a team that actually likes being in, in the EPL and actually wants to play for every game. So Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still doing fine. They, I, I believe they tied their, their last, uh, who they play, Crystal Palace nil-nil tie yesterday. So they're they're comfortably in top 10. They're in seven right now. So, I mean. Yeah, well, while my Newcastle gets killed by every single team and becomes <laughs> a, a highlight Real yeah, on ESPN. That's, that's there's a little red around the Newcastle right now, but yeah. again, it's it's early. It's early. it's early. Though I am happy. I don't know if any of you got to watch the uh, the international uh, women's championship. They had Barca, um, Dash, the Thorns, and Lyon. So this is like a it's literally like a two game, three game tournament, and so Portland yesterday won it. So. Cool. In a tournament where we got to see um, um, Olivia come in, the super the super team come in and score a goal and actually play some time and be able to beat a really good o o Olympic Lyon team was, was was great to see. It's probably one of the – in Barcelona look great too. It's like just – but just some really cool, cool soccer to watch and I'm really happy to be able to get a chance to watch this tournament. So, And I'm yeah. really happy because I'm a Thorns fan, so – you get to see, you get to see everyone, you know. At the end of this game, like all the all the Olympic players started coming into play because that's when you knew Portland was like we have to win this game. So, so awesome. Sinclair came in, um, Dunn came in. I mean, it was just like okay, we're going to turn this whole thing, and it was good. So, where was this played? Where did it go? Was this here? Or was it in Europe? No, it was in Portland. I think most of the games Portland. were in Portland. Yeah. Um, let's use a quick Bundesliga to wrap it up. What's going on with your, uh, I can say that Union Berlin and Hoffenheim tied. So my Union guys are, they're doing, where are they now? They're in 12th. So just, we got two ties, but looks like Bayern's getting ready to take care of things. Rodrigo. 
We got 80, 80th minute here, three, two over Colin. Yeah, I Navigate, mean, um, what, what are the, uh, what, uh, isn't, didn't, didn't Matthew Hoppy get traded somewhere or just got picked up by someone? Yeah. Where did, oh, I'm trying to remember who that go? is. It's not, uh, anyways. Um, I'll figure it out. There's some, there, I mean, the Bundesliga probably is my favorite league to watch. So, so hopefully, you know, I'll get to watch at least the next game. But overall, I mean, it's been a decent start, I think. So, where did he go? That's a good question now. I swear he went to like, was it Everton maybe? Oh, you're right. It is Everton. Yeah. Right. I, thought so. yeah. I thought I heard that. It's, it's not even updated in the, in the Wikipedia. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He went to Everton. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. I, I just remember hearing it from somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. We got a, a, a long ass segment and then a tiny, tiny little, tiny, <laughs> little quick international. So that'll be a fun one for the listeners. But uh, thank you all. Um, it's a lovely day. We can go, and, go and enjoy the day. We do have our Patreon still, uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Uh, won't put up any of the little bonus things because we got all three matches taken care of here. And if we keep rolling on Sundays, we'll, we'll do it here as well, but we can always add some things in there for folks. Uh, shout out and thanks to West coast Rob for staying up <laughs> for what him would be just a regular day. It was very late for us. Um, that was, that was kind for him to take. You know, it's kind of the opposite is he's, he's a patron. So he's paying us and he's doing he's, no work for us. He's feeding yeah. us notes. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> thanks, bud. That's how it works. Jeez. <laughs> But thank you all, listeners. <laughs> you guys got anything else? Wrap it uh, up. Yep, mask yeah. up. All right, mask up. Yeah. Touch out.